I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, December 16th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, 81.55 million hours is how much audiences racked up watching the first three episodes of Harry and Meghan, the new Netflix documentary series about everyone's fave, ostracized royals. Jay, have you seen it? I have not. I think I will watch it, but I've been more obsessed with spending hours and hours watching a different Harry, the one that missed a penalty shot. Another royal Harry, I guess, in England. Too soon. Too soon, <laughs> Too Jay. soon? Okay, well, Harry Kane. But yeah, I'll probably watch it. I don't have a ton of sympathy for them. They wanted to stay out of the public eye and then put themselves directly in the public eye. And people want to watch it, so... But I'll probably watch it. You, have you seen it? I've seen it. I saw the first three episodes. You know, it's hard to say how it's going to go. It's all been kind of rosy to date. Or not rosy, but they've been talking about kind of early relationship and all the attention on them. And I do kind of agree with you, which is like, you're kind of bringing more attention upon yourselves, but they feel compelled at the same time to tell their story. So it's all very complicated. But yeah, I understand why a lot of people are watching it. It's very scary. There's a lot of stuff in there. And usually the royal family is pretty hush-hush about their business. So it's interesting to get a, a look into it. I'll spend a couple hours, probably not 81 million, but I'll spend a couple hours watching it for sure. Brett, aside from our universal fascination with the royals, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, there's a shakeup in Canada's beer industry. For our second story, stock influencers are under fire. And for our last story, TikTok is promoting troubling behavior. For our first story, pour yourself a cold one, Brett. Actually, maybe not, since you're probably listening to this, if you're a podcast, at 9 a.m. Let us tell you about the latest major shakeup in Canada's beer industry. Brett, there's nothing like a morning IPA. What's driving the news? So Danish beer titan Carlsberg is buying Canadian brewery Waterloo Brewing for a cool, crisp, and hoppy $144 million in the largest deal ever for a Canadian brewery. Carlsberg will take ownership of Waterloo's stable of suds, including the popular bargain beer, Laker, and more importantly, be able to produce its products domestically in Canada as it looks to expand its presence in the Canadian market. Now, this is the second instance this year of an international beer heavyweight buying its way into the Canadian brewing space after Royal Unibrew bought Amsterdam Brewery for $44 million in July. I just like that there's a company called Unibrew, which is like your Unibrow, but probably more delicious. This matters since Anheuser-Busch InBev acquired rival SAB Miller in 2016. The global beer market has been increasingly consolidated with big players scooping up breweries in the face of a global dip in beer drinkers. This trend, well, it's now hitting Canada. Now to zoom out, beer was once almost synonymous with Canada, but its popularity has fallen off in recent years. Consumption is down 13% between 2015 and 2020 as consumers grow more health conscious and seek out less hearty alcohol options or even non-alcoholic ones. Yet over that same time span, the number of breweries in Canada has more than doubled due to the emergence of craft breweries, which has led to an oversaturated market where 95% of companies generate less than $10 million in annual revenue. For our second story, social media is rife with sketchy investment advice coming from influencers flaunting luxury cars and colossal mansions claiming that you, yes, you, could also have if you listen to them. Now, as it turns out, some of these people, unsurprisingly, are scammers. I'm not surprised by this, Jay, because I've seen these people around and they always had an interesting undertone to them. But what's going on now? Yeah, that's a scammy undertone. The U.S. Justice Department and the Securities Exchange Commission in the U.S. charged eight finance influencers with defrauding investors as over $110 million through pump and dump schemes in which they encouraged followers to sink money into penny stocks to artificially inflate their prices and then sold their own shares to earn a 
tidy yet illicit profit. Now, the SEC claims to their legion of followers, they promoted themselves as trustworthy stock picking gurus. In reality, they are seasoned stock manipulators. Who are really good on social media. They left out that part of the sentence. But here's why it matters, Brett. A pump and dump is nothing new. Jordan Belfort very famously did it in The Wolf of Wall Street. But this crew did it through means only possible in the social media age, cloaking their schemes as advice on Discord, Twitter, and through regular appearances on popular podcasts. Now, in Canada, 36% of investors use social media or discussion boards for investment advice, meaning they are increasingly vulnerable to this type of scam. In 2021, Canadians lost over $160 million in investment scams, thanks in part to a rise in internet scams through September of this year, they lost over $61 million. The bottom line is, as fraudulent online activity such as this continues to increase, don't be surprised if we see more finance influencers get their day in court. And once again, Jay, I should say for the peak pals out there, we are not investment professionals and do not take our advice. Please don't take our advice. And don't take most people's advice on Discord or Twitter either, I guess. Probably true. The, the lesson here. <laughs> For our third story, it's not just rival dances and fun sketches. TikTok is also serving its teenage users a steady diet of harmful content, including videos related to self-harm and eating disorders, according to a new report that analyzed dummy accounts in the US, Canada, UK, and Australia. Brett, this is awful. What's happening? So the Center for Countering Digital Hate set up new TikTok accounts with an age setting of 13 and monitored the first 30 minutes of content delivered on the platform's algorithmically personalized For You page. Content related to self-harm was recommended with in the first three minutes of joining the platform and videos about eating disorders were shown within eight minutes. After the accounts liked content about body image issues or mental health, TikTok recommended the content every 39 seconds the report found. The researchers also created accounts with the phrase lose weight in their username to simulate a vulnerable teen user. These accounts were shown three times as many harmful videos as standard accounts. And this all matters because TikTok is the most popular social media platform among teenagers second, if you count YouTube, who spend an average of more than nine minutes per day on the app. That heavy usage is fueling worries about its role in young people's emotional and mental development. At least one study from China has linked addictive style TikTok use to depression, anxiety, and memory issues among teenagers, but little is known about its fuller impact. TikTok has pushed back on claims that it harms teenagers, arguing that tests done for research purposes do not reflect the experiences of real people using the app. Well, they kind of do, Brett. Sounds like the way the research was set up. And to zoom out a bit, the study will add ammunition to growing calls by Western lawmakers to restrict TikTok, a push that gained momentum this week when U.S. Senator Marco Rubio introduced legislation to ban the app altogether. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, I have some bad news. Hemi. I'm going to be gone all next week. That's terrible news, Jay. Well, you'll be missed. It's bad news for the Peak Pals more than anything. It's it's less bad news for me. I, I still do the podcast, but it's more bad news for the Peak Pals. That's probably true. I'm going to take a whole class on influencing people's finances through TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. Going, taking a few days off with the family. But Brett, have a good week. We'll see you when I'm back. Yep, you too, Jay.